0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ultra Hope Girls, a Dog and Rumpa podcast. Today, we are diving into V3 Chapter 2. Before we get started, we just wanted to let you know that this episode is going to contain some uh, themes of suicide. Uh, So if that is something that is not healthy for you to be listening to today, uh, that is totally fine, and we'll see you for our next set of episodes. Um, And if you ever do have thoughts of suicide, we have some resources listed below please use them, reach out to a friend, family member, or trusted adult, and seek help immediately. Um, We here at the Ultra Hope Girls love you, and your life is valuable. Just a heads up that this episode will spoil Chapter 2 of V3. And without further ado, let's get into it! I'm Maddie. I'm Marin. And I'm Caroline. And we're the Ultra Hope Girls. One. Two. Welcome. Dog and Rova Podcast.
1: Showtime. You're on the threshold of an amazing episode. Showtime. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Ultra Up Girls, a Dog and Rumba podcast. We are back with part one of our chapter two analysis today. We're very excited. This is a really good case. <laughs> it's a really good case good one and it has like a lot of stuff going on so we have a lot to talk about and we're excited yeah yeah
2: <laughs> we do be
1: we do be excited about that um so <laughs> we at the beginning of this sort of get like some information about like that group quote unquote and like the pictures of like Like empty picture frames with ribbons on them but there are 16 frames one of them is Kaede (laughs) and so we I don't know I implied the first time I played this that it represented all 16 students Um, but it seems like it's a funeral so I'm not really sure what's going on with this yeah what did you guys think of that
2: moment well I also thought that that it was no coincidence that there are 16 of those. And that made me think well, is the implication here supposed to be that everyone in this game is going to die? Like, what if this is the first Dog and Rampa game where there are no survivors at the end?
1: Right.
0: I think what was weird to me, too, is we learn about the ultimate hunt in this chapter. And that implies that everyone is really upset with the ultimates and their abilities and so the fact that we're having this very nice funeral-esque scene like what you were saying Caroline I feel like contradicts that the idea of the ultimate hunt because I don't know I just remember there's a song in Into the Woods where it's like no one wait no it's uh and Hansen where they're like no one mourns the villains right like when a villain dies no one says like ah. <laughs> and so it's just kind of like I don't know I don't feel like it really lines
1: up. I think that, are you talking about No One Warns the Wicked from Wicked? <laughs>
0: no, I promise. I'm talking about it. You in, are talking um, about Darren
1: Hansen. Okay. Oh, yes. I know what the line you're talking about. Requiem? Yes, Is that the song? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wow. yes that's musical
0: the one. theater for the win, though. It's we we really, the... like,
1: pulled out, like, oh, gross, nasty of us, honestly. Ugh. No, I'm just kidding. I love musical theater. Who am I kidding? I need to accept my identity. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> But um, no, it is interesting. And it's interesting also because in the second game and also the Nanganronpa 3 anime, we see this just like repeating theme of like ultimates being like the epitome of coolness and the best thing in society. And now it's sort of like, feels like the opposite. So this made me be like, oh, okay. So like chronologically, maybe after what happened with Junko, everyone is kind of like, scary. The ultimates are a little freaky, you know? And so they're like- they're like no to that, you know what I mean? But um, yeah. So that made me think of that. Maybe why I don't know, or maybe their power is too strong to wield without being limited in some capacity by the government.
2: See, I don't know if I agree with that because I feel like the, in this game, like the cast of characters, like I think I touched on this in chapter one a little bit, but I feel like their talents are all like really unimpressive, except like like a couple of them, um, <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, gosh. But, like,
0: Ultimate maid.
2: (laughs) Ultimate maid. (laughs) Well, yeah, but, like, um, Shuichi has solved one case as a a novice detective. Uh, Himiko can do very basic magic tricks. Um, Tenko invented a martial art of her own just out of the blue. I, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just feel like there's like a theme yeah. in this game of a lot of their talents being kind of like subpar.
1: Well, it's funny you say that because in our interview with Marcy that we did last week, we talked about that being a translation situation of Ooh. Ultimate being the English translation of super high school level. And that changes the implication of like the level of the talent, right? So ultimate implies that they're the best in the world at this thing, where a super high school level writer implies that they're the best at that for a high school student, right? And so that could mean that like, I don't know, maybe- we're in a society where computers have taken over our brains and like everyone's brains are mashed potatoes and these people <laughs> somehow have some semblance of personality and grew and, and like, you know, clawed out of the earth. You know what I mean? But yeah. So it's, I feel like that could change like the way that the, that it could be, I don't know, could be interpreted as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. yeah I don't
0: know. I feel like in today's society, there is this push for people to be recognized for being special but there's a push for everyone to be recognized as being special which you know some could make the argument that then no one no one's special if everyone is right right? that's definitely the theme of a pixar movie like i feel like the villain says that it's the incredibles yes it's it's syndrome (laughs) yeah Uh, Yeah. that guy wait no he's (laughs) evil I will send my shout out. Um, but you know, um, it could be something where having these people who are classified as something else, the general public's like, "Come on, like, why do we need to be putting them above other people? Like, we want to get rid of the ultimate so that everyone can be on the same playing field." Uh, maybe that's what inspired the hunt. Is they've they've gotten down to the point where they have um, made or they have classified these people as a super high school level talent and everyone's just like can we be done with that can we just you know like get rid of the ultimates in that little section someone says i think it's in that section someone says you 13 are the only ones left in the world or maybe that's a little bit later in the chapter that's in the trial monokuma says that that in the the trial trial. yes
1: right at the very Uh, beginning yeah okay which is Um, so interesting
0: yeah because then it's like who is even watching that like funeral like with the pictures who's there like it's either a lie or I don't even know what else are they not in this world like are they on a different planet
1: (laughs) right and it also oh go ahead go ahead
2: oh I was gonna say or um well no that doesn't really make sense because it's Kaede there but no one else so it's like in the time frame because I was gonna say what if the people who are in that little clip like their voices were if that was like sooner than this and now they're all dead or something but that I guess that doesn't really make sense because Kaede's picture was there but no one else's I don't know
1: yeah I was just gonna say like um so it it's interesting if they are the last 13 people on earth right because that would imply that the person like creating this game is doing this solely for the purpose of their own enjoyment yeah right right because like yeah yeah and that is quite messed up that they're like i want to watch the last 13 people on earth murder each other and then i'll die happy you're like whatever you know it's
2: like someone is trying to like cause the extinction of the entire human race and it's funny because on the one hand I'm like oh wow that would be like super super despair like that seems like a Junko and a Shima thing to like or an ultimate despair kind of thing to do but it also kind of doesn't because if there's no one left alive then there's no one to feel despair
0: right exactly
2: (laughs) so I can't decide whether that is or is not a despair thing to do
0: yeah yeah I'll be honest, like at this point in the game, my thought is that they're on a different planet because Gonta brings up right at the beginning of this chapter that there are no bugs.
2: (gasps) Yeah, there are no bugs. And and I think someone said something about like the sky not looking right.
0: Yeah, he said he was like, I always like to look at the stars, but these are different. Like, like these aren't the same stars. And like, I was like, oh, <laughs> and yeah, the earth, I looked it up on the science The earth cannot live longer than about 50 years without bugs. Um, so huh. if there are no bugs, wow. this is either a dying earth. Um, and these are the last 13 students left, I guess now technically 12, right? Um, on this earth or they're on a different planet and that's why gonta has all these bugs in his little room is to like release them and start a new (laughs) civilization and like yeah i have a note from uh the very beginning of this
2: chapter is um about the horse a thing um this is we, we actually get confirmation that gonta can read
1: Right. (laughs) Oh, my
0: God. We were like, can Gonta read? Well, here we are. Also, that was another thing we talked about with Marcy was Gonta is actually this really smart guy in the original translation. Like he is a very well read person. And like you see oh. in his uh, ultimate lab there are stacks of books in the middle like probably huh. encyclopedias and that kind of stuff. Wow, um, so the but, English translation really just dumbed him down. <laughs> I know,
2: yeah, like, which is so
0: rude. Completely.
2: Yeah. He's like, He talks like I mean, because he, he talks like poorly, but he um, if he really was raised by wolves until the age of like whatever, I don't remember what he says, but several years of his childhood it's really impressive that he is able to read at all (laughs) because that's like the critical years for like learning that
1: (laughs) true yeah that's real um this this always made me think of like i feel i think someone on our patreon discord server made a meme about like it being like horse girl or like horse like whatever yes (laughs) Yes. i was like oh my god it's so good
0: we'll paste that that'll be our meme for this week
1: well we'll just have to see what happens where the horse is (laughs) there's no horse horse yet no bugs no horses
2: is there a horse c (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe it's horses that are running this killing game and they're the last 13 (gasps) humans on earth and the horses horses have taken taken over over. the
1: earth (laughs) it's like
2: animal farm but instead of the pigs becoming
0: the super smart one it's the horses
1: (laughs) oh i didn't know that's what that book was about that's funny
0: sorry what if it's like in monty python and the holy grail where they have the cave with the rabbit that attacks them and on the wall they wrote like um like i can't even remember what they said but it ends in like ah (laughs) horse ah (laughs) that is
1: hilarious
2: that's too good that's too good oh my
1: god we we also get another reveal which is there's an ahoga under that hat
0: oh yeah yep yep i wrote down they're all surprised to see shuichi without the hat because he's bald
1: (laughs) (laughs) really everyone is like whoa dude like it's like okay guys it was like one day he could have just changed (laughs) his outfit okay it's not that crazy yeah 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 and then we get like the scene in the cafeteria with um himiko and angie and tenko which so actually this is an interesting note i um so i'm co-writers with julianne taylor who is the voice actor for tenko and i texted her because i was curious i was like in when you played Tenko, do you remember? And it was a long time ago, so I told her like it's okay if you don't remember. Do you remember if like in your character description it said anything about you having a crush on a girl named Himiko or like your relationship to her as your character and you know blah blah blah? And she said she said she doesn't recall anything like that, which is very interesting because. I think a lot of these acting performances, I would argue, imply that there is some feelings of for um, Himiko from Tenko. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought
2: that was just like mm-hmm. canon.
1: Right. I did too. <laughs> I know. I was like, whoa, okay, right. yeah. And and it's even implied, like, someone even asks her, like, do you bat for the other team? You know, and she's like, no, no. But that's a natural response for a high school student who hasn't come to terms with their sexuality yet to deny oh. it, you know? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's just really interesting. Um,
2: it's Himiko who says that to her, actually. Yes, yes, that's yeah. right.
1: And, and of course, like, that would be met with, like, if, if it was Himiko asking, she'd probably be like, no, don't even think about it, you know? Um, yeah, so I just, I was, like, wanted to share that. I was, like, curious if she had, and, and she had not. Um, but she's, but she was, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, it's true. It's just they don't get all the context for it all the time, so. Anywho,
0: in that conversation, uh, they're talking about the great as well with uh, you know, Gonta. Um, and uh, Angie says, Atua says it's graffiti, now we don't have to worry anymore. And this is where Angie really started to give me Celeste vibes mm-hmm. because it was very much the like, we don't need to worry, let's just acclimate to our new environment like oh like you know that great that doesn't matter like let's just do a magic show and like you know have everything be okay like we can forget about the past chapter and it just makes me wonder if she's gonna like snap in a later chapter you know because what we've seen sometimes is the characters like Mekon and Celeste who present more quiet fronts and want to you know kind of try and see if they can move past the situation snap in a really terrifying way
1: right yeah no totally and i think this is a good time to bring up like the mistranslation with angie's character and this is something that i did not know about until we talked to uh, marcy and um we read a little bit about like the there's like a really great article that's in the description of that episode, which you should check out. Um, but one of the ways that this has mistranslated is Angie's religion is actually in the Japanese version of the game. She is just referencing a god. There's not a name for the god, nor is a specific religion referenced. Um, but she uses different um, beliefs and bases for her arguments depending on who she wants to join her cult which makes her much more interesting as a interesting. character than this this version which is a fa- like truly takes a god that is a real god to an indigenous group of people and makes it something harmful which it is not yeah. um so and it's it's very disrespectful you know and it doesn't mean i will say that there it's not like perfect in the japanese version of the game either there are some still negative stereotypes toward like you know like the crazy exotic brown woman kind of thing but um right yeah but it is uh really interesting (laughs) and in this chapter i was like man like i wish we could see that version that's not been totally taken over by the united
2: states uh, oh, of course, i spoke <laughs> japanese <laughs>
1: yeah and it feels like i have a lot of notes in here and this is coming from i, I just want to say like this is coming from somebody who like comes from an evangelical christian background um a lot of her arguments feel like the arguments of very like bible belt fundamentalist christians who are trying to condemn people into joining their religion like a lot of this like almost and this is I just want to be very clear this is not all Christians are like this this is a very like specific group of people who like to use their faith to bring fear onto other people and a lot of the stuff that she does in this chapter reminds me way more of that than any other faith (laughs) in the world you know what I mean and so yeah that was just really also interesting and a lot more interesting if you look at it that way too anyway
0: she was wild in this whole chat oh my god I have so many notes but they really i think would serve better for the comparison episode that we're gonna do comparing like game one and two to v3 so i'll hold off
2: yeah i also had a, this is a much less what does anyone have anything else to say about uh angie or himiko and tenko or whatever in that scene Nah, nah okay, so man. Okay, because my my next note was just about how hungry the breakfast scene made me cuz they're all like talking about Karumi's cooking and it just sounds so wonderful and Ugh. I wish I kind of wish we could see some of the food cuz like anime food hits different. Like just the artwork of like the visuals of anime food, there's something about it that's just like so cute and like makes you want to just like chomp it up even though it's a cartoon. true
1: but but no one in anime ever chomps the food up it's always like oh you know it's always like the (laughs) the, like silliest little sound
0: (laughs) there's a line in that scene where they say if you don't have I think it's Kaito says this he says if you don't have breakfast what do you eat in the morning and that I loved that I eat nails (laughs) I put a bunch of nails into a
2: blender <laughs> so I can get my iron. <laughs> and I Kibo. Kibo, what would you say? I said Kibo.
1: <laughs> Kibo's yes. a gender canon. Hello, what? Hi, yes.
2: yes, I thought that was so cool. Actually, that like that's like I would argue that that's like canonically a non-binary character because Kibo says oh well I've never actually thought about it
1: he literally goes like I've never given it thought and I just think that is like the most pure and wholesome
0: I know thing. yeah I mean <laughs> yeah that was when we were at the pool right mm-hmm. when yeah so I felt like in that scene they were really setting up that Kibo was gonna die I don't know if you guys felt oh. that too but yes it, they were like here's all these rules, okay, so we know the murder's gonna happen relating to the pool in some way. Anytime they're like, here's a time restraint, here's a location restraint, like, we're like, okay, yep. okay, so the pool is <laughs> related, right? Um, yeah. But then Kibo's out here saying, like, I can't swim, I would drown if I got near that pool, like, don't I let know. me go near the pool. I he really hammers like,
1: at home, and we're like, okay, Kibo, geez, are you yeah, trying we to get murdered? <laughs>
2: Yeah, well also the fact that that pool is a literal death trap. Like I'm actually really surprised that no one died in the pool in because the pool. it's like it's like deep enough it looks deep enough that like with that water level you wouldn't be able to like stand but it's also so shallow that if you're if you fall into the pool or if you jump in that you can't get out. Like you can't reach the <laughs> stairs. So I'm like the pool is a death trap. No,
1: that's so real. It it and like the the fu- the diving board
2: the diving board it's is like 100 feet board. tall
1: like like anyone could be like oh let me just like take a look at the view from up here and then it's like ah
0: <laughs> i really thought that it was going to be i guess this is spoilers for this book but um where the crawdad's thing i thought it was going to be that esque, where someone gets pushed off the diving board and, it's and there's Kibo like a drown
1: right on who like oh yeah classic that's a great book yeah
0: mm-hmm. it is and of the movie mm. i didn't want i didn't no. even bother <laughs> just, okay there's one scene in the movie this is a slight tangent uh folks but they like dance around in leaves and it's like the worst thing i've ever seen they're literally like there's leaves like blowing up in this little circle around them they're like <laughs> and it's like what like, why, why did we feel the why? need to do
1: that it's like that scene in harry potter the first one when they're like dancing in the tent and i'm like okay guys this is already two movies we do not need <laughs> to waste time dancing in the tent yeah. also ew
2: fuck jk rowling
1: okay move on!
2: <laughs> um i i was really um I thought it was really funny the reference in the Monokuma theater uh, um the reference to the birds by Alfred Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Obvious, obviously that's the reference, but I my cracked up brain literally saw that and was like, oh my god, it's a birdemic reference. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh Are you no. guys familiar with bird demic? I'm familiar. Very vaguely. Um for <laughs> <laughs> for listeners who are not familiar it's basically a ripoff of the birds by alfred hitchcock so like you know it's like birds attacking people it's like the bird apocalypse or whatever but it's like um the the movie birdemic is so bad like it, i don't they had a very low budget um it's like there'll be <laughs> scenes of like people running around screaming because ah we're getting attacked by birds we're getting attacked by birds and the birds are like clip art that's been photoshopped in like above their heads of like like these standard animation like flapping bird that's like got no detail to it and then there's like random like <laughs> fire explosions that happen like near the bird and oh it, my like God. it is genuinely so bad but like and of course like that's a reference to like Alfred Hitchcock and the Monica right and not Hitchcock. birdemic not birdemic. But my brain, the first thing it went to was like, oh, "Birdemic!" Like the Don Rumpa creators reference birdemic. And I was
0: like, "No, no ew, no, Maddie, no, <laughs> Maddie." You know, the second Monograma theater, it's that's in reference to Sharknado. Oh, wait, it's not. Oh, I was like, wait, which one are you talking about? <laughs> that's Jaws. Just kidding. But wouldn't it be oh, you're The Jaws one it was. Yeah. Epidemic, and then Sharknado. Speaking, so good. speaking of the Jaws
1: Monokuma Theater, I thought we had escaped Junk Monacuma, and then they had to
0: bring him back
1: <laughs> for this freaking thing. I was like Junk so <laughs> irritated. Anyway,
0: he lives on in all of our hearts
2: forever, and in our nightmares.
1: Yeah, and we do, we do get our flashback light. I want to make sure we touch on that, just because it is like you know, I mean, it's just so bizarre that we're able to, like, get memories back, like, the the technology for this is so advanced that it's, like, it can control the specific things that our neurons are able to remember, like, that is nuts, and kind of scary, and it also, like, memory really impacts, like, how we proceed in life, and so it makes me, like, afraid, like, okay, without certain memories, are these people, like, um you know like gonna react the same way to different situations depending on what they remember or don't remember you know what I mean
0: yeah definitely kind of talking about like just going around to the general locations because we have that whole kind of quest where we've got four items and we have to find the areas of the school that Mm. I don't even know how they described it like need improvement or fixing or, or something like that it was like they need opening um yeah yeah um but they well so all of those items um are references to other games um except for i couldn't find anything for the ancient passport uh but the dragon gem is from dragon ball z the is it ocarina is that how you pronounce that ocarina 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 Okay, perfect. That's from The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. And then uh the hexagonal crank from a zombie game is from Resident Evil. Mm. So, just kind of oh. like random references to a bunch other of other things. games. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Um yeah. But then uh the pool, this is just um everyone's bi-weekly update of how much weird research I do for this game. Um <laughs> you like paw print little stone structure outside of the pool it has music notes on it um i'll preface even though i guess i've already started with the fact that this probably has absolutely nothing to do with the creator's actual intention but the notes on the uh like stone structure are the notes a and c three times like ac ac ac, A-C. um ah, ah, which ah. if <laughs> you <Hey man. laughs> like <laughs> that into a color value like a color hex. Um it's basically white to black in a like oh. tinting and fading. So it's like monocuma colors basically. Yeah. But I remind you that that's about four layers deep into that into stone this. structure.
1: Very, <laughs> yeah. you would be very good at Nancy Drew video games.
0: Oh, you would because oh, of that. So
1: honestly, because they, because they have to play them. really have those like ridiculous like things yeah. sometimes where it's just like what.
2: <laughs> um, All right, listeners, we're going to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere because we'll be right back with more great Danganronpa content right after this. If you're not following us on social media, check us out. We're pretty much everywhere at Ultra Hope Girls, and we post some funny memes sometimes. So check us out. We also have a Patreon if you're interested in getting even more content from us. Uh, All the links to our social medias and our Patreon are in the description below. Anyway, we'll be right back after this break.
1: Another location that I thought was quite interesting is that there is a love hotel in this high school campus.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Yep. This game is so much more sexualized than the other two. I know. Even the dialogue between some of the people. I'm like, whoa, guys. Cheers. You know? yeah, it's like and the, constant and the fact
2: that like it, it's kind of weird the fact that like the mini even the mini games in the trial like when with the psyche taxi you're like picking up hookers from the street and then for like the um the new equivalent of the panic talk action you're like fighting the culprit until they they're, they're like the final picture of them is them like wearing no clothes like what is that about
1: <laughs> i know it is so weird i don't know why it's like all it's very fan
2: servicey yeah and i was also part of me wondered if it was like if because technically the mini games are like in shuichi's mind so i was like
0: is this just supposed to mean shuichi's super horny like what is happening <laughs> wait that's so true like the way that shuichi is processing is to oh my the god of the car. No! he said the only way i can figure out if the rope was tied to the window is if i drive this car in my head
1: (laughs) i know if i drive this car in my head and pick up hookers (laughs) i also one of the things that i love i because we're playing this for the podcast i've been skipping free time events and um and i love shoichi goes bedtime already today really flew by after I skipped all of the free time events <laughs> <laughs> and he's been sleeping all day
2: classic very classic nice um I my next note was that I thought it was interesting that and maybe this might be something we need to talk more in depth about later um but the motive which is motive two in this game for chapter two is this like kind of the same motive as motive one in game one and two so that was interesting to me because it was like that oh look at like think about all your friends and family out there that you need to go back and see like that was our our motive number two when in reality that was like the number one thing for like that was the first thing to kind of get people to actually like start killing Um, in games one and two and it makes me think like is the implication in game two okay game two sorry is the implication in this game that like family and friends are not what's most important to these characters maybe that's like
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know because
2: motive number one was like the time limit right so like and also the first blood perk kind of played into that a little but mostly the time limit so it was like self-preservation right and then yeah two. i don't know i don't know if there's supposed to be any kind of implication in the order of the motives but i just couldn't help but notice that
1: it feels (laughs) like the motives in this game are very strategically made so that the the students don't trust each other so like the first one really like again like Marin said a time limit is like you know, it it puts all the blame on Mon- on Monokuma. Um, but this one, it's like you then get the moral conundrum of, okay, we have each other's motive videos. Do we show them to each other or do we keep them a secret from each other? Right, and so that and so I I feel like it's less about the what of the motive, but Shuichi is our protagonist now, and so it's almost like maybe this is, like, sort of the quote-unquote first motive for him him as the protagonist. And it would almost imply that he is, like, going to be the protagonist for the rest of the game.
0: I like that, actually. That makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah. What if it was the protagonist every case that was the murderer and it just kept flipping? (laughs) Oh my god,
1: that's Dungerba 4 right there.
2: (laughs) That would be crazy.
1: Oh, wow. We almost that played a. Be. That reminds me, like the other night, we my friends almost played a round of Mario Kart that was just bullet bill items.
0: Perfect. How does that even work? <laughs> I <know>. oh my- <laughs> it's chaos. No one's I driving know. like the whole. Time.
1: Right, we're just bulleting around. It's insane.
0: <laughs> oh oh my gosh, I feel like Kokichi had a lot of really good points in this chapter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hot
0: take, um, because they absolutely should have in my opinion all sat down and together said hi I'm Maren and I have Maddie's motive and then we watch Maddie's motive together and then Maddie says hi I'm Maddie and I had Marin's motive and we watch it and then Caroline says I have my own motive and everyone says huh interesting okay like you already saw this how interesting <laughs> or Rioma then says I don't have a motive. And everyone says, hey, bud, we love you. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. So many things could have gone so much better, but they were all so determined to keep secrets
1: that they right. just played
0: right into it.
1: Right. And yeah, it was like yeah. the motivation was so that no murders happened. But I think actually it would have been better if they had all just viewed their videos and then talked about it you know like kokichi suggested even though he's a little piece of poopy you know and he's like clearly trying to manipulate everybody but he's absolutely right cooperating would actually be watching all the videos together because the secrets that then that creates a bunch of like issues within itself and i mean i guess you could argue like Yeah, in game one, it also created issues because, like, Sayaka decided, like, she missed her bandmates enough to find out what happened to them and try to murder another person. Um, But,
0: yeah. I They didn't watch them together in game one. Like, Makoto saw hers, but that was a fluke.
1: Right, 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 right. Right.
0: That's true. He watched hers after she was dead.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. Because he found it in her trash
2: can. Yeah, but like I had a similar note where I was like, oh my gosh, I kind of agree with Kokichi and with Kaito. Kaito says some similar things toward the end um, that I was like, I don't know if like when they were first talking and saying, oh, we're just not going to watch them. We're going to ignore them. I was like, I had a little doubt. I was like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Um, and then toward the end of it, I think I absolutely agree, agree with you too because if anything, it If they were to all sit and watch the videos together, if it does nothing else, it just puts everyone on the same page. Everyone's on an equal playing field because everyone knows everything. There's that kind of transparency. If everyone tries to say no, no one's going to watch them. Like everyone's not going to. You know damn well like someone's going to watch. Someone's going to find a way to find theirs. And that's exactly what happened because they're like going to go behind everyone else's backs and do it. And so you know you can put everyone in the same room and guarantee that everyone sees everyone's video and everyone is on an equal playing field but you cannot guarantee that no one is going behind anyone's back to watch something you can't make sure that no one sees any videos
1: yeah and it also is super interesting like you know I mean some people probably think ignorance is bliss right they're like okay if I don't know then maybe I won't be spurred on right but um but that's not how everyone thinks. And as soon as the thought is in your mind that there is a video out there with your name on it, I mean, how many times have we Googled ourselves, right? Like we want to <laughs> know how, you know, like like what our footprint is and what people are like saying about us, quote unquote, or whatever. Um, Yeah. So it's like, we're all so obsessed with ourselves that we can't, you know, <laughs> we can't. And I know, and I'm just, I'm actually like kind of serious, like human beings, like psychologically, like really, yeah focus on themselves a lot you know um anyway
0: um i think it also like they're in pitch perfect to the movie there's that scene close to the end where they all sit around and they share something that's very personal to themselves and that's the first moment in the movie that they really bond that would have been a fantastic opportunity for them to say hey kaito like you have grandparents. That's awesome. W- where are they from? What did they do? Like, it's great that you want to go to space. Like, how can we make that happen? Except maybe it already did because you're on a different planet right now. <laughs> <laughs> am I right? <laughs> Amen, um, sister. It's been such a good bonding opportunity. It's just like, oh, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So, okay, but um, unless you're going to, and then it's twenty zero point six two five. Am I right? <laughs> right. But yeah, like oh that just frustrated me so much just the lack of communication Mm -hmm. i know yeah
1: and so another theme that's brought up in this chapter is sort of like the will to live versus the not the no no will to live idea um like kaido you know makes a statement of like oh we all want to live but and and shiichi in this, you know, in, in the, in V3, he's like, yeah, I want to live. I want to survive. But then we see in the flashback light, yeah. he says, he's saying things like, oh, I, but I want to die. I I want to die. And I, and it is like, I, I don't know, like it, it is again, kind of like I said earlier about memories changing, how we, per, how we feel about things. Right. This feels like a very specific moment for that. Right. Um, where like, clearly there is something that he does not remember that made him want to not be alive anymore you know um yeah Yeah. and also what kaito is saying of we all want to live is also not necessarily true for all the people in the game unfortunately r.i.p ryoma um and yeah it's just really and that is something we also that hasn't been explored yet in this game is like okay what if there is a person in here that doesn't want to be alive and and then that that automatically means that they are not on the same page as everybody else with what getting out of this means, right?
2: Um, Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, when Shuichi said that in the flashback, I thought it was very, it it was very, I thought it meant something, the fact that instead of him, we just see him saying, I want to die, we saw him say, I want to die with everyone else. Like, I think that is very intentional there. I, it, it definitely means something, you know, like, I think there's something more going on in that flashback and in his past. And it's not just like for Shuichi, it might not be just this kind of like passive suicidality. It might be something more specific. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because he gets that flashback light where he says, you know, I want to die with everyone else. And he and Ryoma probably had very similar flashback light experiences. But Shuichi, we never really see go down the path of... I have to know what my motive video said. Like, why did I say those things? Like, I, yeah. if I can't find a reason, then, you know, I don't have any passion for life anymore. Whereas Ryoma heard him say maybe something similar to that and immediately went on a very dark, deep spiral, you know? Yeah. So it's just kind of right. interesting seeing like the difference between those two.
2: Yeah. It is really interesting that Shuichi never seeks out his own video because makoto does in the first game Mm -hmm. right um that is like in the second game hajime it's not the first case necessarily but like it makes me think of the um the video game and game case two in the second game like hajime goes and plays it right is like the only one so far that's been like nope i won't (laughs) right yeah And
1: it's interesting. It almost goes into the theme that also comes up in the trial, which we'll talk about more in the next episode. But like the theme of like believing in something like it's almost like Shuichi like is like, I don't want I don't need to know. I believe that I will get out of here and I believe that I'll find out, you know, what happened, you know, and that's almost like Trump's his desire to, you know, find anything that might change his mind about that. Mm -hmm. um which I honestly kind of respect that as well I I I get it you know especially in this sort of like life or death situation I'm like okay you know I have a feeling that yeah
0: I have a note about Maki's research lab if we Mm -hmm. want to jump into that all right um so we don't really know what's happening in maki's research lab um we know that she's the ultimate child caregiver although at the very 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 end of this chapter like legit the last line um we do have kokichi saying that she's the ultimate assassin and we don't know if that's true or not but that was said by a pretty cool kid um so we'll see but i wanted to know why what you thought maybe she like why was she standing guard the whole time in front maybe of there's the lab?
1: there's live children in there.
0: Can you imagine?
1: <laughs> You're the last 13 people on Earth, except Maki. You have the sole responsibility of raising, like, five children or, like, something ridiculous.
0: That would be so wild. But I feel like it would track based on what they're making everyone else do with their talents. Like, Karumi especially, she yeah. took, like, eight requests at breakfast. So, like, maybe there are, like, five kiddos in like <laughs> right. like oh my god
1: Karumi's research lab by the way besides the creepy dolls vibes are on point I love that
0: lab mm. dolls definitely brought it Not down a, a fan little me.
1: of the dolls but I love the Victorian decor <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: yeah you know what's funny to me is I find I also don't like dolls I find them creepy did like ye oldie colonial and Victorian children not find dolls creepy? That they would just play with them all the time, or
1: well, Ma- Maddie, I have never found dolls creepy because I have never consumed content that has made me think that my toys could come alive and be scary. Because I <laughs> refuse to make something that is so pure and good and beautiful scary You're in my brain. Famous. Okay, like, Chucky or. I've never and seen it comes home. <laughs> because you know why? I'm not stupid enough. Because I also was a doll kid.
2: I was mm. traumatized by Toy Story. What? When I was left. Me too.
0: I did not like Toy Story oh, me or too. Me too, Street.
1: actually. Um, with the the um baby head on the on the skeleton. I didn't like that because I was like, they he he ripped the head off a baby. I felt so. I no
2: yeah and, it, and then the idea that like oh my god my toys have feelings and i need to play with all of them if i forget about one or if i leave it in a box or something like it's me. gonna be sad like that, that traumatized me, me. <laughs> so much emotional baggage when i was little yeah and so much oh, guilt
1: <laughs> maddie i'm still working through that emotional baggage and i'm that is actually sincere <laughs> yeah. like that's why i won't get rid of a lot of my childhood toys i have a very hard time getting rid of them
0: Dude, I have so many title options for this meet and greet. Um, the bug, bug, bug time, bug time. Oh, we gotta talk about bug time. You know what bugs me? <laughs> <The second laughs> you know what one. bugs me. Uh, third, I have gentlemen do not chuck dead bodies. I love that line. <laughs> I
1: tackled it. That that's so good. That's the title. <laughs> I love that. I, love, that I I would vote for that one. Gentlemen, that line, oh my god, it sent me, sent me <laughs> to another planet. Um, it was very
0: educational.
1: It was, it was. Yeah, I, um, back to the cult for a second quickly before we get to bug time. Bug time, uh oh, bug time, classic <laughs> bug, bug, time. bug time. Um, <laughs> Angie, so it is so interesting with her and like Himiko and how she's starting to sort of have an influence over Himiko because, of this like power you know this higher power because um, it is a very human desire in times of crisis to turn toward a higher power and so in a way she has a lot more control over Kimiko and also like you know her her arguments could be convincing to people who are looking for that like escapism as someone calls it but it is and and that's not a bad thing right I don't think it's bad to seek escape from the trials and tribulations of life the difference between that and a cult though is obviously that it comes at the benefit of one individual who is Mm -hmm. like profiting off of your joining the cult basically and it's harmful right but yeah I was like I was like this feels very human to me that that this happened to Himiko because it's like you know I mean that's the time you pray even if you don't believe in God is when things are going crazy and you don't know what else to do right so anyway
2: before we get to bug time I actually um I wanted to bring up <laughs> bug time. I also <laughs> I wanted to bring up Shuichi and Kaito's little training session oh my god I thought that that was a funny scene I thought it was cute and so cute. I think it's um I just love that the addition of that because it's the the friendship between Kaito and Shuichi is like clearly growing and um, we also see Shuichi kind of challenging himself to grow as a person Um, I thought it I thought it was funny that uh, Kaito is actually like not the most fit or just like kind of lazy or whatever because Shuichi was like did like 50 push-ups and Kaito was like wow you're already tired that's pathetic but like Kaito only did 20 I consider myself in fairly good shape for reference and I can't do a push-up like, well, I don't have the particular muscles needed for that. I can do a lot of other things very well, but I cannot do a push-up. I've never been able to. Really? <laughs> but I just thought it was fun. Yeah, yeah, have I never told you that? No. Yeah, no. I can't do a push-up.
1: You know, it's funny. There is, like, huh? sort of, like, certain body types are more able to do push-ups than others and it's just like and and I'll say naturally
2: gifted at
1: push-ups than others right because you can always work up toward like getting more push-ups
2: but like yeah um, and I've tried yeah I've tried and I can hold a plank for like a really long time but (laughs) I cannot do a single push-up and one that there was a time (laughs) where this is years ago and since then I've kind of given up on trying to push myself to do more push-ups where I try to do more push-ups and I um, sprained my AC joints, so <laughs> yikes, <laughs> that Dang. was my junior year of college, but um, but yeah, I also think that um, it's funny because Kaito's pep talk to Shuichi is like simultaneously like so mean and so uplifting because he's like, You're so weak, but we're gonna <laughs> make you strong. <laughs> I know, <laughs> it's <so> funny, like, because <laughs> it's so Kaito, and um, but I also I just wanted to say that what kaito says about the mind and the body being like one and the same and that like strengthening your body will help strengthen your mind is super real like um i have found that my myself like ever since i started like strength training a few years ago and actually pushing myself to become like physically stronger i feel like mentally and emotionally stronger just because like i have that confidence in myself not just physically but i also have proven to myself that i can do something that's uncomfortable, and I can push myself through like the challenge of a hard workout, and I feel better about myself. So I think it's like, I think that's legit. I think, I think that's valid.
1: But it is so unrealistic. He got 50
2: push ups in the first try. I mean, come on. When he's like, probably never done push ups before. <laughs> is it time? Can it, can it be bug time? Yes, I think it's bug, bug time.
1: time. Bug <laughs> time. <laughs> It's bug time, and I just love that. Literally, all it took to convince Gonta to um, kidnap every person on this in this place is um, is telling him that no one appreciates bugs. <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah. I have a question for you all. What topic would get you to the point that you would kidnap fifteen <laughs> other people to then educate them on that topic? Like, what? What would Dr. that Rafa? be for you? <laughs> that's us holding our listeners hostage
0: Um, immunizations
1: love oh
0: okay i like that baron said vaccinate yourselves people yeah yeah (laughs) mine's not gonna be a fun topic mine's gonna be education it's gonna be important um
1: mine would be... be snacks oh god what can i talk about for ages and ages there are honestly like probably books anytime anyone's say, like, like i don't TV like reading. Shows, movies I don't, every time anytime anyone's like i don't like to read i'm like oh well maybe you just haven't found the right book yet what kinds of stories do you like let me recommend <laughs> and pull from my personal library five books for you to read it's like i haven't read a book since high school and i'm like oh okay i'm sorry i'm too much <laughs> uh, it, too which much. is totally fine if you haven't read a book since high school it's totally good we all like different things it's okay i understand that's
0: true but if you find yourself in a deserted location with Caroline Orohuela in a dome, and you tell her that, you might find yourself at a bug time part two. Bug time! A book time, am I right? Book time.
1: Also, bug show and tell is, sounds kind of horrifying, actually. himako is like buried alive.
0: <laughs> it's it's <laughs> all <bugs>. it's, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like a biblical plague. I know! <laughs> <laughs> that would be my nightmare my literal you nightmare. do you not because, like bugs well i'm very attractive to bugs um and so oh. all of the biting i know um all of the biting bugs would swarm me i would be himiko <laughs> literally and i would leave oh that bug time <laughs> with a bajillion new welts and it yeah. would suck <laughs> i don't mind bugs but i do wish they'd leave me alone <laughs> i i need to tell you a story guys i
2: don't know if you guys have heard this story before but when i was in like preschool um and it was the 17 year cicadas that came out this year um which they were supposed to come out again a couple years ago and they didn't well like a, a little a few of them did but like it
1: wasn't as many as as that year though i remember that
2: year <laughs> But, oh you remember that year of preschool oh right? yeah mm-hmm. maryn you may not have been living i wasn't there no i kept them but as pets so did i yeah <laughs> I, I was just them. gonna say i um i bought i i got like i bought i didn't buy anything it was in preschool but my parents got me like a container <laughs> that's meant for like turtles or whatever like small creatures but i just would like put cicadas in it and i remember like I, I literally remember my mom like taking me on a walk and I was in a stroller. <laughs> this is how little I was. And they were like landing on me and like on my arm. It was it was like the most insane like cicada swarm like ever. And they were like landing on me and I was like, yeah. And I'd have my arms were like <laughs> covered in them. And I was like, look, mom, look. And she was <laughs> so horrified and disgusted. And I kept the little tank of cicadas in my bedroom. <laughs>
1: I love that I did the same thing I had the exact same like I kept them in little tanks but I only had one at a time because I wanted to them to be special
2: oh my god I had like four or five at least at once and it was so disgusting and my mom was so disgusted and eventually she just like took them and got rid of them and I was really upset but I like oh my god I cannot believe because I actually when I was little (laughs) I did really like bugs when I was little I I, I thought they were so cool and now I'm like "Eh, I appreciate them in their role in nature but I don't want to be around
1: (laughs) oh I love bugs I always have but uh, Matthew my brother is like so frightened of bugs and he is like it is so funny actually because he's so fearless so such a strong guy such a sweetie but also like he's like pretty like laid back but the second a bug enters the facilities he is like (laughs) um Which okay to add on to the cicada story, that plus my parents that our dog at the time would eat them. <laughs> 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 I remember my mom being like, "Crunchy, stop eating the cicadas." <laughs> <laughs> which is oh, so funny. Okay, anyway, love that. The yes bugs. I like how we've all given our opinion on bugs in general. I like bugs. I would actually love to try beekeeping one day
0: okay beekeeping looks really cool i'm afraid of bees um but i will support you in <laughs> this you. measure i i think it's because i was never stung oh, i think have you if never i had been gone stung? through that never and so uh, i think it would be much times. less frightening yeah <laughs> yeah that's a fun fact
1: i've been stung yeah, like
0: three times
1: i've been stung by every kind of white not white Black and yellow striped thing that stinks. (laughs) Zebra. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) A zebra with jaundice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. um, Bug time. Bug time. Bug time.
1: I have no other
0: thoughts, just bug time. I have no notes. It just happened. Like, I legitimately (laughs) wrote nothing about bug time on my notes because I don't know what to say. I, I said have nothing but I time have bug for bug time, time in all <laughs>
1: caps
2: i have bug time in all caps and then i have tell the cicada story and that's
1: it tell the cicada story i know i me and maddie are the weirdos over here at least i didn't eat yeah. them
0: i didn't yeah, eat yeah them. true
1: yeah no
2: i'm just saying like my dog oh in reference to your dog because i was a kid who would eat like flowers and weeds in the backyard I used to eat, you know, those little like buttercups, little looking like yellow oh, yeah. flowers. I I used those to why eat did you eat it? Well, they I, were, I, some,
1: I I'd play yeah. pretend.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I'd
1: be making like a salad, obviously. Making tea. And, I, and I'd eat them.
2: Or those <laughs> little like wild strawberries. Oh, those you cannot eat those. Throw in the ground. You're
1: not supposed to eat those. My I know gr-
2: I'm not, but I ate one. My one. grandmother
1: was like, "Do not eat those," and I was like,
0: "Okay." Maddie dies by fruit
2: poisoning. Oh no! Oh God, I might be inventing a memory. Did I eat it or did my friend eat it? I think my friend may have eaten it.
0: It's your friend still around? Yes. Or did fine. that
2: strawberry take him out? She's fine. Wait, I need to know. Hang on, I'm googling it. Yes, contrary to what some may think, wild strawberries are not poisonous. In fact, the berries are edible and tasty.
0: (laughs) The website name is like wildberryfan.com.
2: Right.
1: (laughs) 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 But I remember specifically having a conversation (laughs) with my one friend and being like, are dandelions edible? We have them in our salads, right? And she was like, "Yeah," and then I went like to a last dandelion.
2: Oh my god, that reminds me of Ice Age. Did you guys ever see Ice Age where they were fighting over the last dandelion? Oh, Sid oh yeah. Did the sloth like there was like like a bunch of like buffalo or something fighting over the last dandelion, and Sid the sloth comes into the the like unsuspectingly <laughs> walks in and like eats the last dandelion and just like chomps it, and then they all try to kill him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to go such a tangent right now. (laughs) We are really out here.
1: Okay, let's refocus. I mean, we are recording up until the murder. This is true. And so during bug time, the murder is taking place,
2: or is about to take. Because nighttime, it bug time is technically before nighttime.
1: Nighttime? No, no, no. Bug time encompasses uh, until like 11 p.m.
0: Oh wait, you're right. You're right. Bug time was till 11. And the murder was after eleven.
2: I don't remember. I... It was after midnight because Maki oh, talked to grandma around midnight. Yeah,
1: that's right. Okay, so never mind. <clears throat> bug time.
2: Bug time bug is happening. Down.
1: And Kokichi, that little sly, slippery young thing. Um. Uh. When do we establish who helps carry things to the magic show? Is that pre pre body?
0: That's post body. That's post body.
1: I just remember them showing up to the the magic show and everyone being like, Who helped move the tank? And everyone's like, Oh. Kaito and Gonta. Well, actually, Kibo also did.
2: But Kibo only has the strength of a senior (laughs) citizen. Exactly.
1: So that is my question. (laughs) Why did Kibo help?
0: he probably did not want to be left out. And if anyone told him that he wouldn't help very much, he would tell them that it was robophobic.
1: That's true. Amen. And he he should be able to help. His senior yeah. citizen strength helped a little bit. He was like, eh. you know, lifting <laughs> it. okay. What's your nightmare?
0: We don't see Kaito at the show. And one thing that Shuichi says is quote, it's not like I'll never see him again. End quote. And that, felt like a huge death flag like waving around like i was like all right so kaito's dead or he killed kibo in the pool off the diving board i guess that's it um it's like a nice full circle moment um but yeah that felt like a death flag but i mean he makes it through the chapter Yeah, I guess I just thought it was interesting because I feel like during the trial, which obviously we're not jumping into quite yet, but it felt like he was a possibility to be the killer. Um, And so that to me felt like they were maybe suggesting that it could have been Kaito with lines like that. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I honestly like thought he did it like early on, which would have been so sad if Shuichi had like (laughs) trust in another person and then they committed murder. Again. All right, everybody. We are moving into our Bedwed Behead, and for this Bedwed Behead, we will be choosing between the case two victims from all three games, so we will have Chihiro Fujisaki, Mahiru Koizumi, and Ryo Mahoshi.
0: Maddie, start us off.
2: I think I would wed Chihiro, because I love Chihiro.
1: You know I do do. I
2: love I love Chihiro so much. Um, I think I... Wed Mahiru and Behead Ryoma. Sorry if that's kind of a cop out to Behead Ryoma. (laughs) But I between the two of them, that that's that's what I (laughs) decided.
0: Sorry. I would um I would wed Ryoma. Um I can fix him. Um (laughs) Um we should probably cut that. Should I should fix him. Um, I think that's hilarious. Please don't cut it. <laughs> I would bed Mahiru and behead Chihiro, which I know is gonna probably lose me some uh respect <laughs> from a lot of our listeners. But yeah, I just don't really see Chihiro in that light, to be completely honest. Fair. Um yeah. That so one. one's left.
1: Well, here's the thing this is a quite difficult question for me because Mahiru and I look exactly alike like the haircut and eye color and like everything and so I just think I might have to behead her because I just think that would be too weird for me (laughs) you know I just like I would not want a wife that looked just like me that would be weird sorry and Maybe one day I'll marry someone who looks <laughs> just like me and I'll, like, eat my words. But anyway, um, yeah, so I just, that would be very bizarre. I guess I'd bed Rioma, but I I would, I don't know. Oh, God, I might change my answer. Okay, I'm gonna bed Mahiru, because it's just one time. And then behead Ryoma, I think. And then, just because... Yeah, I'm not into. I wouldn't want to. Yeah. Anyway, and then I would Wed Shihiro cause she's adorable, <laughs> so cute. Yeah. And I feel like we'd have a good dynamic. You know, I'm pretty. I'm more extroverted, and I think that it would be good.
0: Yeah. I think in our interview with Chris Turgliafera, um, I was the only person who didn't behead Rioma as well. <laughs> <I know>. So. <laughs> We stay consistent out here. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Right. Cause like I may
1: look like Mahiru, but I'm pretty hot. So I'm just kidding. Anywho. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Ultra Hope Girls the Dong and Rompa podcast. If you like what you're listening to today, give us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. It really helps out the podcast and helps other Dong and Rompa fans find what we're making. And that's pretty cool. And we love our community. And thanks for being here. And we also have a Patreon. The lowest tier is just $2 a month, and you get access to a bunch of cool bonus episodes that we've made throughout the years. Can you believe years that we've been doing this podcast? Um, there's plenty from all three of us, some including all three of us. So ju- definitely check that out. And there's a bunch of previews to some of the stuff we've created on Patreon if you want to check out what we're what we're making on there. And if you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, our, we're Ultra Hope Girls Podcast pretty much everywhere. And that's it. For today but we'll see you in two weeks everybody. Bye! Bye. Bye.